Yes. Wow, you sound crisp. I sound what? Crisp. Oh, like crisp and pristine crisp? Like crisp, like your voice. Like if I enunciated things, you would hear me exactly? Absolutely. Well, that sounds fantastic. Yeah. You know, I just thought about code switching. I thought about that too. Boom. Okay, so let's then start the episode. Okay. Hey, y'all. Welcome back to another episode of Cake and Combos. Insert theme music. Cake and Combos. Cake and Combos. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I had a little bounce to it. You couldn't see it, but I had a bounce. You got a good little bounce to it. Um, thanks for coming back to the kitchen with us. We always enjoy company. How you doing today, Mangus? I'm good. So, you, have you ever sat so long that your butt hurts? Absolutely. <laughs> you went straight into that until you was like, I'm all right. Have you ever? <laughs> all right, then. That's, that's how I'm feeling. That's how I'm living right now. Is it like the tingle? Like where your arm like you go numb, like it's sleep? Or hurts. I've I've had that before, but not while sitting. Um, it's huh, it's a little numb. Yeah, your bum is numb. My bum is a little numb, but we gotta work through that. I guess y'all weren't expecting to talk about bums today. Huh? We got numb bums, and we cannot lie. Okay, let's not say we. He got a numb bum, y'all. I'm not included on this. Okay. What are you included on? How was your day? I am included on. Yeah, I don't know. I am at a, like a eight. Y'all ever had like a mentally exhausting day? Like you exhausted physically, but like it was more mental exhausting? Yes. Okay. I'll just, an- I'll just answer for them. Yes. Thank you. Um, yeah. You know how you have like a, not even like a set routine, but you know it's supposed to happen today and then some people just come and just like, ba-boom. But overall, it was a good day. That's good. I had a few surprises today. Like, good surprises. So, it was a good day. Like chocolate and flowers and and romance in the air? No, not romance. It's appreciation week for my job. So, oh. yes. So Happy appreciation week. Thanks so much. I bet y'all wondering what I do, huh? If they haven't figured it out by now, you need to go to episode one, (laughs) (laughs) where we explain what we do. Or if somebody just uses good deductive reasoning, they'll just look up what appreciation is this week. They'll be like, oh, got it. You you can't, well, you you could figure it out if you really. If you really wanted to, you could. Yeah. So was it, did you actually feel appreciated? Um, Yes. Oh wow! To, um, to who appreciated me, I felt appreciated. You know, the reason why I said this is because long uh, backstory in preparation of your appreciation week, you said, you know, these people are fake. Who and said that? <laughs> I, <laughs> the one I'm talking to right now. Oh. But um, I was saying that to bring up a point. No, I don't say that when, now. I didn't say that. You have to cut that out, man, oh. because 
I still, I still got my job right now. You can't say that. Okay, don't say that. I ain't saying nobody. No. Oh man. Yeah, no, you. I, we ain't keeping that. Take that out. Take that out. Scared money don't make no money. Oh, okay. I don't. Okay. And, and, and it ain't making no money. It, it ain't. It ain't scared either. <laughs> All right, I'll figure out how to cut all this. But um, ah, that just cancels out the point I was going to make. No, it didn't. You could just say about appreciation. What it is about appreciation. Just say what it is about appreciation. <laughs> all right, I got to be serious again. Yes. <laughs> so what you're not going to do is get me fired. Because <laughs> you was like, you... nope, uh-uh. I didn't say these people. Nope. I didn't say these. I said some people about other stuff be fake, but I didn't say no, no, nah, nada. Uh-uh. Oh, man. Okay. <clears throat> well, I'm glad you did feel appreciated, Pam. <laughs> um, because some people out there, they just, they don't know how to show appreciation. And it shows after some time. But it's interesting because you know valentine's day is coming up mm-hmm. i've been singing that song all day too which one that's why valentine is coming sorry <laughs> i don't know why i like this song it's not even a real song <laughs> people are trying to uh find this out and you just you just uh told them psych so oh, yes when you said it's not a real song, yeah. It's a it's a song you can really find on YouTube and other places. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Well, there's hope. Y'all look that up later. But um, in terms of appreciation, Valentine's Day, I'm glad you um, felt appreciated at your place of employment. Looking further down in the year, Valentine's Day is definitely coming up. And it makes me think about how love and appreciation is definitely advertised and marketed at this time to the point where it's almost like, oh my God, it's good because you should feel loved, definitely, and appreciated, definitely. But on the flip side, it's like, okay, this is how you're supposed to feel all year long, which stuff happens all year long, to be honest. So... That's neither here or there. But appreciation, just having just having that feeling and sitting in that emotion, like, oh, I feel appreciated. It feels pretty good. Yeah, appreciation and love. Um, you know, those things that people don't really know. Some people don't know how to express appreciation and love in a correct manner. So with Valentine's Day, you know, it's appreciation and love. And they gear it towards more of the romantic sense. Yeah. So I'm thinking like the way Valentine's Day is really meant as a rom- romantic love. Because nobody really talking about the kids on Valentine's Day. Uh, there's always homegirl with the Ultima that Tyson is my king and he, he and Neither he's my Ultima. Valentine for life type of people. They don't, they're not, a, they're not appreciated enough. So you mothers out there, we appreciate you, but that's neither here or there. Yeah, well, month, February is a month of appreciation, right? And love. And since it's February, y'all already know we can get into it. Welcome to Black History Month. It's the it's most wonderful time. <laughs> <laughs>
Uh, I feel like we should have like holiday songs for Black History Month besides National Negro. You know what? That is true. We need a little update. It is we're in the 2020s right now. Like we need a hol. But you know, it's like a bajillion Christmas songs. I can't think of too many songs that we would sing for Black History Month. We shall overcome. No, too outdated. Okay, Negro National Anthem. Okay, that's cool. But Black History Month goes perfect without ingredient for this for this episode, which is brown sugar. And no, we don't mean the movie. I've never fun fact. I don't think I've ever seen that movie. I'm really, tr- I'm really trying to think right. if I saw that movie. I've seen pieces of it, but I don't think I've ever seen. It's it. a drag. It takes a while. I don't know. Uh, brown sugar, the movie though, it's is it's a part of black culture right right it i mean to be honest i grew up not really even able to see a lot of what are like essential black movies like you know how they always talk about your black card i wouldn't have had it oh um, too much because well first of all i grew up with two preachers okay so i i got in trouble for a christina aguilera cd one time okay and she and she low-key was black culture and, mm, I say, okay. I say she. She was honorary for black culture. Honorary back then, so was Justin Timberlake back then. Honorary. Were they honorary, yeah. or no. that we just was cool? We was just cool with it because I didn't ever saw them as honorary. I just was like, you know what, this is cool. Music. No, because he assimilated with the culture. Like he was cool with Timberland, and they made stupid songs together. Stupid isn't good. And it's like he just kept getting invited to stuff like the BET Awards because he made good music. And if you show up, are we, come on. Are we still inviting people to the barbecue or something? Honestly, I always feel like there should be an open invitation to the barbecue. Now, who gets through the gate and through the door, that's a different, that's a different uh, criteria. But in terms of culture, it actually brings a good question up what everyone has like this is for the culture this is for the culture if you could sit down i'm sorry this is gonna involve some critical thinking oh god on a friday after work yes he asked for too much y'all so what would you consider the culture if someone was like someone either from a different culture or someone from out of space came to you was like yo ham I'm trying to learn about black people and people saying I'm doing this for the culture. What would be a definition of that? I don't know. I feel like it would depend on what part you're in because think about it this way. Me and you are both, you know, black people, but we have had different black experiences. And you're you like you you know your direct descendants uh, from Africa. Like you're African. Yeah, Ancestry.com hooked me I up. Grew up <laughs> I grew up in Southwest Georgia. So, like, we're both black, but we might have had different black experiences of being black. So, I would have to think, even when we talk about culture, I would have to think about, you know, me being from the South. That's my culture of being black. Right. It's it's interesting because, one, you make a good point. And, two, because I feel like now, as a society slash culture when we're being introspective on what the culture is 
we're now recognizing there's different parts. We're recognizing like West Coast, West Coast culture is different from East Coast when it comes to the culture. Like it's part of it. Part of it is regionally. Part of it is when you were born. And part of it is actually international, even though Americans don't think of it like that. Because African people, when they talk about the culture and, you know, for example, Afro beats is a part of the culture, but someone from the Midwest is not going to be thinking about Afro beats and being like, oh, that's the same, the culture as mine. So it's really one of those things where you have to take everything with a grain of sugar. (laughs) (laughs) With a grain of sugar and realize like, hey, your culture might be different from my culture, but we're celebrating the diversity in our own black culture. And I feel like um, now in this age, people are actually celebrating with us. Now. Now, like right now. It's, it was a bit of a stretch and I'm not gonna lie. People are like, mm, I don't know how this is gonna go. But the Ooh, I... newer, yes. My bad, go ahead. Cause I had, I thought that I was gonna ask in, in regards to black culture and appreciation versus like um, biting. Have you ever seen Grownish? Okay, did yeah. you see where Vivek was like staying in there and um, what's his name? The one dating Diggy Simmons. Okay. I don't know what Diggy name Okay, is. let me. D- Diggy Simmons' name is Diggy. On, on the show. <laughs> I, I have, I have no idea. Well, so Vivek. He's staying in a predominantly African-American dorm. So he's staying in an African-American dorm. Um, so he starts to, like, assimilate into the culture. And, like, one guy was getting super offended by it. He was just, like, he's biting or appropriating. Um, is that the word? Ain't that the word? Appropriating black yeah. culture. And he was getting, like, very upset about it. He was, like. But some people were like, well, maybe he's just, you know, he's around black people and, like, he's just like black people. And, like, at what point is somebody biting versus showing their appreciation for being accepted into a culture outside of theirs? Because let me tell you why he got real upset. Apparently, they have, like, a wave wave check Wednesday where you show up and take a do-rag off in the lawn. As they, as and they should. And he participated in wave check Wednesday and dude was just mad at it. Did he have waves? So he combed his hair down and it uh-huh. was not necessarily waved, but you know, it looked like he had like a fade almost. Oh, so he was just a hater. <laughs> okay, cool. The way I see it is it's being true. It goes to a topic you were going to say later with the oh, yeah. code switching. Yeah, like you can appreciate the culture and you can adapt to be more like the culture. And it could be more of a permanent thing. But if you, as an outsider, have to switch, and it's like a hard switch, that and then someone peeps it and notices it, that's when it's like, mm, So does that yeah, mean when we code lot. switch, we're like appropriating you, other culture? Ooh. Yes and no, because it depends on <laughs> the motive. If the, mo- the motive, if the motive for Sally to, to appropriate is just to have friends of different races, but she's comfortable being with whatever race she's with. And it's like, she has to switch. Then it's like, mm, 
But if we have to switch and code switch based off of the whole societal standard, it's more towards a survival tactic of doing well than just to do it for fun. Because just, and it's not, I'm not just saying this about black people, because Hispanic people, Asian people, Indian people, they have to quote unquote act more white when it has when it comes to certain situations as well. And it's just so I don't I hate to say it, but it's because you don't you're not perceived as threatening. You're not if you different. Assimilate. You're something correct. So I don't want it to think it's like, okay, it's just a black thing. So when it comes to that type of cold switching, it's like even though white people are the majority, and even if that's changing, they have more of the influence and power, you want to be associated and work well with that influence and power. So it seems like code switching is somewhat seen as a protection mechanism. Because sometimes you feel like, For, like okay, I have more of an aggressive tone sometimes. And, like, I don't mean nothing by it. And sometimes I just talk like this, and it'll sound like I have an attitude with you. But I'm really just talking. But if I have to soften my tone with someone who would perceive me as a threat, I'm doing this to protect myself. So, first, I don't seem like a threat to you, and then I don't get a response that is threatening or undesired. Because code switching is, um, I think, from culture to culture, it has a different identity. Oh, of course. I mean, code switching for me. It's the code switch um, for me. Back in the day, <laughs> back in the day, it was used so I don't look like I am the outcast. What outcast? Wait a minute. You don't look like you're the outcast of what? Like, oh, here's that African kid. He's coming you're around. The outcast from what group, though? Because, Manga, when I met you, you was hanging out with a different group. Okay. Okay. Because. The way I can assimilate is so okay, flawless. Okay, no, answer the question. Which group was it? I'm saying before uh-huh. you met me. So when it's like hang out with white people and then it's like the outsiders, the Africans, the people that are going into the majority situation. Look, little little, little Africans, I'm only speaking about Africans because that's what I know. They go into school and they have to learn at a very early age, whether it is with a majority black population or a majority white population, how to code switch to be American. Oh, well, that's interesting. But that makes sense. Which is, but which is like getting with the culture one way or another. Like the culture of that environment? Well, that one's Amer- American culture and then the subculture of the culture. Some people don't even realize what they're doing. But the older you get, the more you can look back and think about it. Well, if you're using it to protect yourself or you're using it to, like, adapt to your surroundings. Yeah, I'll more say adapt than protect. Uh, if your uh, adaption is protection. If you adapt to environments, you just protect it, you know, yourself or you protect it or you're using it as a protect um, mechanism is what I'm trying to say. Adapting is protect because if you do not adapt, that means you may perish. And if you perish, you didn't protect yourself. Uh, yeah. You was like, eh, eh. so it. Yeah. No, it makes sense. I believe. So it makes it's sense. it's interesting that 
there's one month of the year that some people can uh, not adapt and feel okay. What do you mean? Before, before, uh, let me think what I'm saying. Before, it's like, I'm saying this as before. I said it like 50 times. <laughs> it's like you're trying to eat it without saying <laughs> But like, yeah. So it's like um, back in, I don't even know when Black History Month became a month. When it was a week. But that's it what it was. It was a week and then it became a month. Well, it became the month of February. Oh, cool. It's like, okay, let's think about when it started as a week. It was like, all right, it's announced that it's a week. And then that week comes, black people are like looking at each other and it's like, it's our week. Don't show out too much though, but it's our week. And then it grew into a month. It's like, ooh, it's our month. Don't show out too much. So I got to keep my okay. job, but it, it's, it's our month. Now it's like, everybody's like, yo, I got my kente cloth on. Uh, good morning, brothers and Kings sisters. And kings and queens and it's just companies are jumping in on it now because they also see that it's good to that's one way to say it yes i think it's becoming more of a time to really appreciate the input or the impact uh, that african-american or black culture has provided to american history and I and it's amazing, it's amazing. that we don't even know everything because so much of it was buried. So like I feel like some of the stuff we know is probably just scratching the surface. I feel like a lot of things were buried because there was no but appreciation. This, this is the oh yeah. This is definitely the age now where that Absolutely. stuff is coming up. For example, did you know the maker of Jack Daniels was actually a black man? I feel like I've heard something about this, but I don't know exactly. Yeah, like, long story short, he was a slave on Jack Daniel's plantation, but he made the formula, blah, blah, blah. But he has his own distillery now, and his own, like, appreciation in Tennessee. But that's only in Tennessee. Jack Daniel's has appreciated black culture to create <laughs> globally. But, so, yeah, but uh, in terms of the invention of the doorknob, that's appreciated because everyone likes to use a doorknob. Well, you know, well, does before the guy COVID. who created the formula for Jack Daniels, does he get any part of every part of Jack Daniels that's sold? Oh, okay, then. No, that's not appreciation. Of course not. He had to go and take his own. But he, he, has but to he, go, has his, he literally has to go and do the same thing that he did over there that's making them millions and now do it with his own name and like still receives no credit for it because I didn't really know that. That is another. That's another. I don't thing think for he, me is like uh, it's a lot of black people out here who really paid ways for things and don't get credit because their name is not on it. A lot of people who do things are the background workers that their name is not on it. Well, I could play a little devil's advocate on that. Sometimes you don't want your name on it. You just want the influence. That's true, but obviously he didn't. He didn't. He didn't get not. The not everyone. Not everyone can be in the spotlight, you know. Well, I mean? can he not be in the spotlight because he was and black. At, and at that and at that time, remember, this type of alcohol has been out since eighteen whatever. Ain't no way some white guy is gonna be like, "Hey, let me get that that black black liquor right there." Which is true, but mm. at the same time, if they now appreciate his contribution to their legacy, then he should be compensated. 
But then again, I'm just speaking from I mean, he was... this, so don't don't come for me. Don't come for me, Jack Daniels. Please don't come for me. But I'm just saying. <laughs> they've they've made some strides to recognize him in their history. That's what I'm saying. It just took a while. Would you rather have the history or the money for your family? For your legacy? Um I know what the right mm-hmm. answer is, but I don't feel like mm-hmm. answering the right well, way. Well, answer the way you want to answer. Because that's what I'm asking for, for real. I'm asking for the answer that you want to give me. I what? feel like there's, I feel like there is um, always a time and place to make some money, okay? And history cannot be erased. Money comes and goes. And if they have my genes, they're going to know how to hustle. Uh-huh. And then eventually get that bag and who knows sue and get some percentage later but if they don't know financial literacy it's not like they're gonna keep making that money someone down the line could just squander their rights so do you want your name just written in history and nothing in return you just want your credit that's it no i feel like in terms of my name and history regardless whether i do anything right now or later my name's forever in history. I was created. I was born. I have a birthday. <laughs> I was I born. I have a de- de- <laughs> deceased state, basically. But in terms of impact, that's what I want the most. In terms of impacting people, I will, I will have money. And I will pass money down to my children. And they will pass down my money to their children. And hopefully, one day they'll pass some of my money down to my great-grandchildren. But in terms of, like, impact and legacy, it needs to be based off of the people I talk to, touch, because that will always be a continual ripple effect. Now that's for the culture. And I feel like, exactly, as Black people, we have done stuff that will have ripple effects through other cultures forever. And it's one of those things where it's like, well, yeah, I want my credit. You should get your credit. And there's a whole month and there should be a whole year and a decade and forever. But the thing is, is in reality, even if we have a month, the impact far exceeds. But I'm that saying month. I'm not even say, I'm not even and saying that for the culture of like other cultures. I'm saying like passing on generational wealth is literally for the culture. Like it's helping to keep the culture going. It's a good imp- like it should be implemented because like it's a part of other people's culture. So like I'm saying, like you know how we were talking about for the culture? Generational wealth and taking care of your future family members is for the culture. Like that should be for the culture. That's true. Not everyone believes that. That's the problem. And not only the systematic op- oppression and the I'm not even gonna say financial literacy because now based off the internet which i feel like i talk about that in every episode we know everything and it's accessible it's just the access to get to certain things is being stiff-armed so if you have a tribe culture family mindset absolutely it is for the culture family is the core of the culture but some people are just like, yo, I'm trying to get my own coins and call it a day. And there's always going to be those type well, of people. Yeah. But in terms of like 
holistically if we're thinking more of the family. It doesn't even matter how messed up your family is because everyone has some type of messed up family. But if we think generations ahead to having like, I want there to be a greater impact more than I saw, then we'll get there. And I feel like the people before us have made strides like that. I just don't want our generation and the younger generation to forget that. I think it's a, it's a, uh, as generations come about, different things are more important to those generations. Like I always talk about like how our parents sold us a dream that no longer exists. And so now we're playing catch up. And so whatever we are imparting to future generations, they're going to have to catch up to whatever we think is going on now. Cause by the time they're in the mix of what's actually happening, it's probably going to change again. And like, that's the, I guess the hard part, nothing is in sync. Cause as soon as you feel like you in the loop about what's going to happen, something drastically changes. And with, you know, the internet and technology, things change twice as fast. It's like yeah. three or four times as fast, <laughs> but there are some things, foundations, principles that should be passed down. It doesn't really matter what time frame it really is. Like, I mean, yeah, there's going to be some stuff that's more important. And there's definitely stuff that we're not going to see later or we're not going to anticipate. But in terms of the culture and how the culture is moving forward, there has to be a balance between um, a reverence and remembering and innovation and moving forward. So if each generation can think of it like that, the culture will be fine. It has to be a sense of reverence built into a culture because like, I'm gonna tell you the truth, some, these generations coming up now are being influenced by things that probably we've never been influenced by or have, structure is very important. And there's not a lot of, (laughs) as much, growing up, even from my experience, you know, I grew up with probably some more structure than some other folks. But, like, for overall, even from school, like, think about it now. If you got in trouble at school, you knew you was going to catch it at home. We're thinking about us as kids. When we got in trouble at school, we knew that it was going to be, like, an issue for home or there were going to be consequences. And now... I know it's not necessarily saying it in my place, but you know, I've heard, heard <laughs> that, oh, you called my, oh, you called him, I don't care. I called, matter of fact, I called myself. Checks and balances are different nowadays, is what I'm trying to say. Yes, and the structure of the family is different. Mm, no, nah, we've been too. dealing with the same structure. We've been dealing with the same structure issue. To be, if you, if you ask me, the structure is actually better. There's actually more um, parent, you know, Two parent situations. Yes. Really. So I'm saying the structure huh. is better, but it's it's is like we first of all we've been dealing with this the same issue of families with black families, unfortunately. Yeah. So we can, I I don't even consider that anymore because that's been that's like a systemic slash generational issue. That's that has not gone anywhere for quite some time. I'm saying okay. the mindset is different now. Because it's think about it this way. People are always like, well, I'm not going to do how my parents did. Some of the stuff is like what you said, a reverence, but also progression. There was no reverence for the checks and balances. 
So now it's just, I'm going to be different. And some stuff should have, some structures should still be in place. Super packs. Like everything they did wasn't perfect, but they did the best that they could with, you know, who they were. And you know what? Everything isn't perfect, and we're going to do the best we can. That's, that's the theme of life right now. Just like with this podcast, y'all, we're going to be transparent. You know, we're doing the best we can. And even though the best we can isn't like the best we want to do, it's still the best that you can, as long as you try. Okay? Do the best you can. Don't look at other people. Stay in your lane. Don't worry about it. Do the best you can. If it, if it ain't the best you want, work your way to the best you want. But do the best you can. I feel like that's a whole nother message because sometimes people do the best they want. I'll, they want so so they won't do the best they can because it's not what they want. Oh. Mm. Well, I was gonna say that was a, a good ending ending uh, clip, but it sounds like it's more of a cliffhanger now. I guess you just gotta come back, man. Well, guys, um, we appreciate you spending your time with us. We appreciate. Uh, all the African Americans <laughs> and the black and the black people that have a pre that have uh You just said it dang. like you weren't an African American though. He was like, "We appreciate the African." You're, you're right. What are you talking about? We appreciate us, okay? Us, uh, we love being black. We appreciate. It ain't always been popular or fun, but we show sure love it. It's what we got, and we're gonna do the best we can. <laughs> yeah, that that's a great, great ending piece. All right, guys. Okay, guys. Bye, guys. Take it easy.